Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering at Meros Park, as well as Sinai, Seventh-day Adventist Churches, uh, here uh, in South Australia. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener, wherever you might be listening from. Our theme for this week has been, If God is all-loving and all-powerful, why doesn't He fix the problem of pain? The topic particularly for today is, Did God Create Satan. A very interesting question to ask and a, a not so easy one, but scripture will be our guide today. We do have a co-host today, uh, Pastor David Butcher. Uh, welcome, Pastor David. Good afternoon, Fabiano, and um, I want to say hello to all of our listeners. That's right. No, welcome. I've got a question. Um, you are leading in the, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia, and the question is, um, as a Christian and as a leader, uh, what are some of the uh, ways in which you've seen God work uh, in this conference even? Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, I was visiting one of our regional churches a couple of hours out of the city of Adelaide um, last, well, two weeks ago actually, and um, I came across this little church, maybe about 15 people. I was preaching there that day, and I was really blessed because um, I had a couple there that had, I didn't have, but God had a couple there that had come and visited, and they had, um, they lived probably about 50 kilometers away at a guess, yeah. and uh, they had a business, and they had been um, studying scripture, they were faithful people, yep. and they'd come to the knowledge that um, the seventh day Saturday is the Sabbath that the Bible talks about. Wonderful. And they'd been keeping that and shutting their business on the Saturday, mm. uh, the Sabbath. And um, essentially, uh, one day, um, the the husband of, 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 of this couple, the husband, the man, yes. he was driving through this, this town where we had an Adventist church about 50 yeah. kilometers away, and he saw the sign, and the sign is probably in need of replacement. All right. But he saw this word Seventh-day Adventist, and he mm. hadn't, I don't believe he'd heard of them. Yes. And uh, he went back to his wife, and they yes. thought they'd check it out, and they're faithfully attending church. Wow. So that was one story. Last week I was... Um, out uh, near the start of the Great Australian Bite, a place called Sejuna. Mm-hmm. It's about, for our listeners, it's probably about um, 11, 12 hours drive from Adelaide. And um, yeah, very dry country. And just visiting some faithful Christians that um, yeah. are isolated and listening to their stories and how they connect with people and, and, and the vision that God has given them to connect with their community. So wonderful. look, all the time I, I hear yeah. and I see and I experience uh, yes. God's fingerprints and what God is doing. Amen. Uh, Oh, praise God. That's, and I want to say, good. too, wherever you are, yes. uh, living right across Australia, God has his people working, and he is working through anyone who is prepared to be open and willing to, to, do, his, uh, to do his work. Amen. One more other question, just so our listener, especially for those who might be tuning in uh, for, this t- for, this, uh, for the first time, so they may get to know you a little bit more. Um, how did you come to believe in God, briefly? Yeah, look, really good question. So I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, yeah. My father was a first-generation Christian, and my mother had, was second-generation. So I grew yeah. up in a Christian family, yeah. Christian church, Christian school, had an incredible, um, I think for my age, head knowledge of, of Christianity and the mm-hmm. scriptures. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. But uh, probably... um, it hadn't hit my heart. Wow. Uh, and I think God wants cognitive as yeah. well as a heart response. That's and right. uh, the two go together. Mm. And so it probably wasn't until I'd been baptized by immersion, yes. heavily involved in church life. But, yeah, I guess there were elements of my life that were incongruent with, with Scripture. And, mm. yeah, my best friend was my cousin and only child, and, and he um, he developed a brain tumor. We spent our time at school together, weekends together. I employed mm. him in a business I was in, and uh, he had a brain tumor and died at the age of 26. And in fact, um, today is it was his birthday, oh. um, and and we're going back 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. But um, I was young, and I watched his faith and his faithfulness to God, his not having fear of death, knowing whom he believed in, knowing that he would be resurrected, as the Bible says, when Jesus comes back. And watching his faith as he was dying was a wake-up call for me to, hey, get serious about my journey with God. You know, this world... isn't going to last forever, mm-hmm. and uh, there are more important things than just being caught up in whatever that will yeah. ultimately lead in destruction. Wow, that's that that is powerful. And you know, as you were sharing, especially on this last note that you just shared, it reminds me of two young, um, two young, two young men um, whom I was speaking to this morning as well. Uh, they had started Bible studies in preparation for baptism. Later on, they just hey decided now nah, we we'll just leave it and focus on soccer and uh, but um, I think it's about two or three weeks ago they just came back to church and said hey we just feel convicted that we want to continue our Bible study so I think uh, from what you're sharing uh, God speaks to, speaks to us in many different ways and leads us and gives us those convictions and uh, um, and if we are not ignorant of them and if we do not I guess uh, uh, um Tune out from what God is trying to communicate to us. We can definitely hear the voice of God. Look, absolutely, yeah. Fabiano. And, and I think this topic is going to be relevant, what we're saying to yeah. what we're going to talk about today. But, but the other thing I, I, I see in my own journey and in what you've shared as well, mm-hmm. we serve a God who is merciful, a yeah. God who gives everything to enable us to, to with our free will, to mm-hmm. make um, informed decisions and the right decisions. Yeah. And I guess what I love about God, and we see it right in the garden mm-hmm. of Eden, right at the beginning, God is the one that comes searching for humanity. That's right. And he is relentless, not in a negative sense of harassing and haranguing mm-hmm. people, but we serve a God who is uh, relentless in yes. his search to win humanity back. Wonderful. Hey, if you've missed the previous presentations, you can go to faithfm.com.au. There you'll find other previous uh, recordings, uh, and uh, especially ones under this theme. I believe you would enjoy them. And um, just look for Faith FM, uh, sorry, the Drive Time Program, big Q&A, uh, and you'll be able to uh, listen to those previous presentations under this current theme. Uh, also, if you'd like to uh, interact with us, uh, send a question or a greeting, you know, we really nice to know where you are listening from uh it just helps us to know that there is someone on the other and uh just listening to us here's the number zero four triple eight eight or eight eleven if you just send us a text message that would be that would be lovely that would be wonderful uh also let me just share with you some interesting things uh, that are related also to what we'll be discussing today uh, something i found in the christian headlines uh news uh, uh network uh something uh that is 
uh, sad. Uh, and uh, and uh, the headline says, two officers killed in, sh- in, in shooting at a Virginia college. Uh, um, and it says, I pray for peace, which passes all understanding, uh, President says. Now, interestingly, the article says, two beloved campus uh, officers were killed Tuesday during a shooting at a Virginia college uh, that left terrified students hiding in building for safety. Campus uh, police officer John uh, Painter and campus safety officer J.J. Uh, Jefferson, uh, employees at Bridgewater College in Virginia, were shot and killed after they reported after they responded to a call about a suspicious person on campus around 1.20 p.m. Uh, I could go on, but, um, you know, the president there says, um, words are not adequate to really, to um, words are not adequate to nearly so to express the grief, sadness, fear, and um, uh, justifiably the anger we all feel. Now, I bring up this uh, uh, story just to highlight that we live in a sinful world. And uh, we are hearing more of bad news often every uh, evening when we turn on our televisions, when we watch the news. We're hearing a lot of uh, evil. Now, I believe uh, you you would have to be naive to believe that evil doesn't exist. Uh, and so I found something quite fascinating, actually, as I, re- as I was reading the, um, what is it called, the Gospel Coalition uh, article, which says that, you know, today uh, a lot of people um, are treating Satan as another funny uh, caricature or character to play with. And we see a lot of that in the media today. But evil is real. Evil is real. Uh, maybe uh, just before we get into today's discussion, I would just like to ask for a comment from uh, from you, David. Um, here's the question. Um, what do we mean when we say evil uh, uh, so as to understand because we live in such a world where we need to explain and define what we mean about uh, certain terms today. Yeah, really good question, Fabiano. And certainly we're living in an age and an era where the news is not filled with good stories. Very rarely you've got to pick and choose. It's constantly negative. It's constantly things are broken, things are busted, and there's all sorts of crime and all sorts of other scourges. Mm. So, So... Evil. Yeah. Evil, I think, is, is, uh, and we'll talk about this in our study, but, but evil essentially is the opposite to what God would have for us. Evil, Mm. uh, evil begins in one's thoughts and when it takes hold. Yes. And when people focus on things that are wrong, Mm. it takes hold. It leads to actions. It leads to wrongdoing. It's sin. And ultimately, wickedness, evil, and sin will be destroyed. So, um, it's the, opposite of what God would have right. and it hasn't originated with God thank you thank and, you. and I guess mm. with that Fabiano is um, there are some people that will blame God for, they don't believe in God right but when something happens they'd say well if there is a God why did he allow this yeah, to happen yeah, yeah very rarely do they say well you know what about the forces of evil mm. are they responsible right right and to that I'll say what images does the word conjure up for you and evil creature with horns, a tail, and a pitchfork, uh, 
and, and all all kinds of creatures that we see in movies today, when you hear of the word Satan, what comes up in your mind? We'll be ask we'll be answering a lot of the questions surrounding evil today as we uh, wrestle with the question: Did God create Satan? But before we go any further, let us uh, pray and ask God to lead us and to guide us. And uh, after that, we'll take a short break, and then after that, we'll come to uh, our study for today. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, we are thankful and grateful for today, and we are also thankful that you have created us and that you love us. Lord, we are so thankful that you lead and guide as well. And we are thankful that you did not leave us nor forsake us. Uh, we are reminded in John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so, Father, we are so thankful because you loved us before we loved you. And so we are so thankful that we have, we have this wonderful opportunity to study from your word and uh, and learn and get to understand um, where evil originated and the end of all things. Uh, and so we pray for guidance and we pray that you may help us understand today. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear friend, let us come to a short break. We'll listen to a an interesting song, wonderful song, Which Way Will You Choose by Randy Travis. And then after that, we'll be right back. As the world becomes entwined in the lies from Satan's mind, a leader will arise to take the reins. Saying love will bring us peace If you put your hope in me Renounce the name of Jesus or be slain Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain You got everything to lose Take his mark, believe the lie to chill their hearts They'll know the time has come to seal their fate Those who cling to the cross will refuse and pay the cost As God redeemed his own from the sea of pain Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain As the age draws to an end, hope will tumble down again. The Lord will make them feel their sin and shame. You can make the choice right now. Trust in Christ, our hope and crown. Or watch the world you love go up in flames. Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain. You got everything to lose. Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain. You got everything to lose. 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome, dear friend. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is Fabiano, and our co-host today is Pastor David Butcher, a regular co-host on this radio program as well. And uh, we are... Uh, privileged to be able to share with you an interesting study, a very, um, a very interesting question as well. This is the question, did God create Satan under the theme, if God is all loving and all powerful, why doesn't he fix the problem of pain? Uh, friends, we are experiencing a lot of, uh, uh, changes in our world today. There's evil all around us and we see so many things that are not pleasing and we ask lots of questions. And I believe that today's study will help us gain some clarity from God's word. So our topic for today, did God create Satan? How would you answer that, Pastor David? Really, really good question. And, and I think of some of my, uh, Christian friends I went to school with and some people I worked with that don't even in their faith don't even believe in the literal existence of Satan. Wow. And I think all those images that you shared of, you know, pitchfork and tail and horns, etc., it is a, it is a deception by Satan Mm. to get us to realize or think that he's not real. Right. Yeah. That he doesn't exist. Yeah. And so your question, did God create Satan? Mm Mm-hmm. Really important question, because the Bible tells us that Jesus created everything. That's right. So let's go right back to the beginning of Scriptures, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31. And we read there, this is the very first chapter of Scripture. It says, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So... And if you read through Genesis chapter 1, where it gives an account of every day of creation, it essentially says after each day, and it was good. Yes, definitely. Over and over again. Yeah, Yeah, it repeatedly says it each day, doesn't it? So everything that God made was very good. That's right. So your question then um, is, well, did he create Satan? If God is the creator, did he create sin? And, And in fact, if we say God created all things... So did he create Satan as well? Yeah. Well, I wasn't there and you weren't there, right? But <laughs> right, no, no I, I would suggest he didn't create Satan. And yeah. we'll, 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 we'll unpack that. We'll try and unpack it because this yes, is a huge yeah. topic. That's right. And I want to suggest to our listeners that this is a crucial topic mm. because the Bible teaches, it gives us a framework of a conflict between um, the forces of good and the forces of evil between God and his angels and between someone that we know of in scripture as Satan. He had a name previously in heaven. He's an angel as well. And in heaven, his name was Lucifer. And so the Bible paints this framework uh, around which everything centers or is based or hung on. And that is this, this concept of a battle or a conflict between good and evil. Some Mm -hmm. people call it the great conflict or the great conflict. Controversy between right. good and evil. Yeah. And so, did God create Satan? No, he created everything good. But if God is the creator, did he also create sin? Hmm. And that's what we just talked about. Or did he create Satan if he created everything? Yeah. James chapter 1.13, and, and we believe that James was the brother of Jesus. And, and in writing this book of James, he says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Hmm. So there is this um, separation between evil yes. and temptation from God. It, it's just... Right. 
it's abhorrent to him. It just right. simply doesn't happen. And then in the book of Habakkuk, uh, chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, I won't read the entirety of the two verses, right. but it says there um, clearly that God is not the originator of evil. It says, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? You are of purer eyes than to behold evil. That's wow. interesting. That's right. So here is Habakkuk um, saying, God, um, you're from everlasting, mm-hmm. from eternity, yes, and your eyes are too pure to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness, the text says. Mm. And so... Here we discover through the Old Testament book of Habakkuk that God's eyes abhor evil and he can't look at wickedness. That's right. That's right. And so what, what we, what I'm hearing is that, um, there's a, there's a, there are, these are two things that are opposite. God in his holiness and his purity, uh, cannot look at and therefore he cannot be also the originator of that which he hates. I mean, I mean yeah. how could you serve a God? And uh, out of love, if he's the originator of evil, oh, and where not. we get all pain and suffering and all sorts of things from, definitely not. It just mm, doesn't mm, work, does that's it? That's right. No, uh, it'd no. be someone like that's double-minded, double-faced. They mm. say one thing and they're continually doing another. There'd be that's no right. trust, no that's real right. love. If yeah. we go further down this path, uh, Pastor Fabiano, uh, John, the beloved disciple, mm-hmm. in one of his letters, First John one five, this is what he writes. He says, "This is the message which we have heard from him, talking of Jesus, yes. and declare to you that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all." Mm. So there is a distinction, and actually, right. you know, it reminds me of the Gospel of John, yes. the opening chapter, and even in chapter three, there is a distinction between light and darkness, truth and wickedness. That's right. So John here in 1 John 1, five says that um, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So we can take, I believe, very uh, strongly and right. accurately and with great confidence that if in God there is light and there is no darkness in him, mm-hmm. that evil did not originate from God's hand. That's right. Now, I think it would be fair to say, though, uh-huh. That scripture teaches that when God created man and woman, yes. he created humanity so that he could have a relationship with them, correct? Yes. Correct, yes. A- and here is a loving God that creates a garden, plants everything. It, cr- mm. it creates the right environment in yes. every way for That's humans right. to, to survive and exist. Mm. But he did give them the opportunity of free will. That's right. And we know that because in the middle of the garden were two trees. Mm-hmm. One, the tree of uh, the tree of life, yes. which if they remained in a relationship with God, yes. they would eat that fruit mm. and it would give them what we call conditional immortality. Mm. They would be able to continue to live as long as they remained in relationship with God and had access to that tree. But in that garden, Fabiano, there was another tree there right in the middle as well, wasn't there? That's right. Yes, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. And I like to, the way I try and, um, uh, you know, think about this in my head, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was also in the middle of, it was in the middle of the garden. That's right. And essentially, I believe that tree was there. God Mm. says you can eat of any tree, but not this one. If you do, you'll surely die. That's right. And there was... Heaps of other trees, full of trees and herbs and plants, all sorts of things. That tree of the knowledge of good and evil was yes. God's, God's saying to humanity, yes. I've made you, I've given you everything. I want to be in a, in a complete, trustful, um, joint relationship with you. 
that is one of choice, your freedom of choice. If you choose not to be in a relationship with me, if you want your own way, yes. then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is your exit door from the relationship. Mm. And when they ate from that tree, mm-hmm. uh, they experienced sin. That's they right. began to experience the impacts of death and decay. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have this battle between good and evil. That's so right. God chose, uh, created humanity with the freedom of choice. That's right. Okay. Now, in saying that, we also okay. believe in angels. Yes. Scripture teaches about uh, angels, and now we know that That's angels right. are created beings. Yes. And I believe that God gave angels, and from Scripture we will find this, that God gave yeah. angels the freedom of choice as well. That's right. That's right. So God did not create evil, mm-hmm. but in giving his creation the ability of freedom of choice, free will. That's right. And that's the only way he could experience true love. Yes. By giving people free will, as, exactly. as, as us with humans. That's right. Then... His creatures of his creation, mm-hmm. if they chose free will, and if that differed from uh, the perfect pattern, mm. then it would result in evil. Because when we depart from God, yes, that's what the result is. That's right. I think that's that. That makes perfect sense. In fact, it, it, it's logical. A loving God, uh, for Him to remain loving and love, as as First John four eight says, He must give um, liberty. And freedom to choose as well, and uh, and and when we when you have uh, freedom of choice, well, yeah, you have to expect both. Um, either a choice uh, for good can be made, or a choice you know for evil can be made uh, by the subjects of which uh, that um, uh, that uh, that free will uh, is given. And so it does make sense. So maybe now now if we ask the question. Uh, with whom de- then did sin originate? Uh, really good question. Mm-hmm. And, and so if God didn't create evil, if he didn't create sin, well, who did it originate with? That's right. And again, I want to really challenge and, and really um, encourage our listeners that this is such a crucial topic. Yes. Because if you've ever doubted the, the loving nature of God, mm. um, and sometimes we do, mm-hmm. if you've sometimes lost a loved one or a child or something tragic has occurred, mm-hmm. often even as Christians we might put that on God. Mm. But I believe that when you understand uh, and we pull back the curtain, so to speak, yeah. and we look into this spirit realm, so to speak, of mm-hmm. the angelic world, yes. and we look in the fact that there are good angels and evil angels, and we're going to unpack this very soon, right. then we realize that evil Originated with Satan, mm-hmm. pre- uh, previously called Lucifer in heaven, right, right, and goodness and everything good originated with God, and that battle is still raging. It rages every day in each one of our lives. We have the choice. Yeah, yeah. we see the impacts in the world. So, with whom did it originate? Mm-hmm. We go back to the uh, Old Testament book of Ezekiel. All right, Ezekiel. and this incredible Old Testament prophet. Ezekiel 28 gives us some insights uh, into the origins of sin. Right, Ezekiel 28. Yeah, 14 and 15. Are you able to read that for us? Yes, 14 and 15. It says, You were anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of a, in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. 
Mm, that is verse 14 and 15. This is really important, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. Um, here we have the uh, God speaking through the Old Testament prophet is, um, Ezekiel. Right. And he is using a symbolism of uh, the king of Tyre. Mm-hmm. But he's also referring to Lucifer, this angelic created being, an angel Mm. in heaven. And it's interesting there, Fabiana, with what you read, it says, you were the anointed cherub. Yes. Now, cherubim were a a form of angel, right? And there was also seraphim that the Bible talks about. That's right. You were the anointed cherub. So this, obviously, Lucifer was a very high angelic being. Mm. Created, but That's very right. high. That's right. Uh, you're on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. There's symbolism here. Yes. But the key thing, you were perfect, perfect. in mm. your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Right. T- to me, it sounds like there was a certain time before where uh, this uh, an- an- angelic being was um, was still perfect, uh, so to speak. But then there was a, another time uh, in the future because it says you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until. So obviously there's a time factor here. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know. The Bible doesn't give us all a precise detail, yeah. but it gives us events and key things. Right. And it's interesting. It continues on and it says, mm-hmm. by the abundance of your trading, again, this is referring to the king of Tyre, but yes. also its symbolism and it's Satan yes. or Lucifer. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within you and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Hmm. What does this sound like happening? Sounds like someone started looking into themselves. Yeah, looking yeah. in the mirror, That's filled right. with pride. I'm not such a bad thing. I'm That's pretty right. good. That's right. And um, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Mm. Notice it says, you corrupted wow. your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Wow. Now, it's yeah. interesting here in Ezekiel twenty-eight, sixteen, and 17, Ezekiel, or God through Ezekiel, refers to Lucifer as a covering cherub. Mm. It, it reminds me of the Old Testament uh, sanctuary because there, uh, if you go to the book of Leviticus, uh, you'll find a lot about the uh, sanctuary services there. And uh, even if you go back to uh, Exodus 25, where God instructs Moses to build the sanctuary, so he gives, God gives Moses the instructions. And, and this one in particular is very important. Uh, about the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which was uh, to remain there in the most holy uh, uh, part of the uh, the sanctuary, and there you find these two beings on the lid uh, of the actual covenant. Uh, sorry, of the actual Ark of the Covenant, which is more like a wooden box. Uh, on the lid, there was those these two beings, cherubims, pretty much angels. And uh, another interesting thing is that between those two. Uh, angelic beings, there was the Shekinah glory representing the, 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 the actual presence throne of God, of God yeah. the presence of God. So the cherubims are the angels right there in the, uh, presence of God. I could say in, in a human term, in human terms today, when you think of a president, there's always someone, you by know, their by their side. And so the cherubims were right there. 
The highest so, chief of angels. Yeah, mm. look, spot on, Fabiano. So, so this is really critical. God through Ezekiel says you're a covering cherub. Right. And as you've said, in the Old Testament, their sanctuary service, which was given by God as a 3D model, if you like, a movie, yeah, if yeah. you like, of the plan of salvation. That's right. When there is sin, the wages of sin is death. Mm. Blood has to be spilled. So you have these right. sacrifices that had to be slayed because of sin. The priest mm. was a mediator. That's right. Blood would be taken in. And, and the most holy place could only be accurate accessed by the high priest once a year. And the reason yes. is, as you've said, yes. here is this wooden box covered in gold uh, with uh, the Ten Commandments, yes. Yes, which did. are the mm. foundation of God's government, the center, the reflection of his character. That's right. And, and that, that um, Ark of the Covenant with a mercy seat and the covering cherubim, That's right. essentially were there to... Um, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant was like God's throne room on earth. That's right. Now, we know in Exodus chapter 25, we're told, Moses told to make a sanctuary like the blueprint of what was in heaven. That's right. Elsewhere in the Psalms, we read that um, uh, the... The earth is God's footstool. The, yeah. the Old Testament sanctuary and the Ark of the Covenant and hovering above that mercy seat, above mm. the cherubim, was where God's presence dwelt on earth. Wow. And that's how he was able to dwell with sinners amongst them. Yeah. Yeah. In heaven, in a perfect heaven, mm. we discover that Lucifer was a covering cherub. In other words, wow. he had this immense um, role, very important mm. role. He was there by, we presumably, very close to God. That's right. And meant to be upholding God's law. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And yet we find that this was not mm. the case. Mm. That's, that's quite interesting. So uh, what were Lucifer's intentions then uh, in rebelling against God? Uh, we just heard here in Ezekiel what really how it all happened and how it all started in his heart. So what was he trying to get up to then? Yeah, and, and this is the free will, the freedom yeah, of yeah, will that was yeah. given. So we read that he was created perfect in all his ways till iniquity or sin was found in him. Yeah. We jump to the book of Isaiah, the gospel right. prophet, if you like, in the Old Testament, 700 years before Christ, Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. And I don't know if you have that there, Fabiano. Yep, yep I've got it. It says here, uh, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That is up to verse 14. Mm. Yeah, and, and this is really significant. I love these verses, Isaiah 14, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. I think it might be four or five times here. Right. It's five times. We hear the words of Lucifer, mm. this uh, exalted or high cherubim, this high angelic created being, yes. saying, I will ascend into heaven. I will wow. exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. I wow. will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. This mm. is a focus on self. And when we focus on self, sin will ultimately arise. That's and right. here we That's have right. a created being yes. trying to rise above. Mm. According to Isaiah 14, rise above the most high God. Creature trying to rise higher than the creator. And whenever we choose to separate ourselves from God, we Mm. do exactly the same thing. That's right. So Lucifer... Yeah. Wanted to be like God, wanted to be equal with God, and yeah, people even aren't, above, isn't yeah, it? people yeah. aren't happy being equal. No, they no, want to no, be no. number one. <laughs> That's it. So yeah. there was yeah. this jealousy, there was pride, mm. and at the centre of sin is the letter I. Right, right. A focus right. on yeah, self, yeah, pride yeah. or selfishness. That's right. That's right. And that's what he had. And obviously, 
he um this was dispelled throughout the angels in the universe now mm. We are told in Revelation 12, verse 7 and 8, and okay. I don't know whether you have access to that, Fabio. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. And it says here, uh, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So Revelation mm. gives us glimpses right back to the beginning. That's right. Yeah. A- and uh, here we have uh, this term Michael. I believe it appears five times in yes. Scripture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, I don't know about you, but as we read Scripture, we come across um, a number of different names that are given to Jesus. Mm. As likewise, a number of different names that are given to Satan. That's right. He's called the deceiver. He's yes. called a murderer from the beginning, the father of lies. Accuser of the brethren. Accuser of the brethren. Mm. All mm. of these sorts of yeah. names, right? Yeah. And, and so when you come across the term Michael, it means one equal with God. Right. Uh, and I believe this is a term given to Jesus, who is God himself. He is not a created being. He is not an angel. Mm. Michael means one equal to God. Yes. And it is a term that is used of Jesus, yes. a nickname, if you like, when he's in mm. fighting or war mode. Because right. when you come right. across the term Michael in Scripture, mm. it is often in war mode. Right. Here we have right. this war in heaven. Yes. And it's not with weapons, is it? No, Physical no, no, weapons. No, no, definitely not. <clears throat> it sounds like it's a war against who is in charge here. A yeah. war of ideals, yeah, a right. war of different mm. systems of life that's and right. governance. That's right. And the war broke out mm. between Michael and the dragon. Now, we right. know in Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, mm-hmm. uh, and also in, in 7 and 9, right. that the dragon is none other than who? Satan. Mm. So we've got a war between God and Satan, and this war is still continuing today. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at the cross, that's Jesus right. conquered Satan. Yes, but uh, Satan's yet to be mopped up in a battle. You still you might right. win the victory, but there's still people fighting. Right? Exactly, more like D Day and what is it? Um, uh, there's this saying, D Day or something like that. You know, there's a time when victory is, you know, uh, you can see it. But there's a time also when victory is realized. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I think, what you were hinting at there. Mm, mm. And so, there's this great war in heaven, and a pl- there was this fight of ideals, and there was no place found for, uh, the dragon, Lucifer, if you like, in heaven any longer. Right. Now, if you keep reading Revelation 12, mm-hmm. it says he was cast out to the earth. And in Luke 10, verse 18, Jesus says, I saw fa- Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Wow. There you go. So Satan came to this planet. Mm-hmm. And in Genesis 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so this is how it all began then on earth. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, and, right. And, and I think this was looked at yesterday. Yeah. But in Genesis chapter 3, mm-hmm. Satan, who was Lucifer, Satan now, this fallen angel who has, uh, in Revelation um, chapter 12, verse 4, it says that he swept a third of the stars of heaven. If you look at Revelation 1, I think, verse 20, it tells Mm -hmm. us that the stars are angels. Interesting. So Satan managed, uh, with his war of words, to um, deceive a third of the angels. They were cast out with him. And essentially, he would have been saying things that God cannot be trusted. His way, he, he mm. wants to subjugate us. He can't be trusted. He's not fair. I would treat you better. Huh. And why do we know that? Because when he came to this earth, mm-hmm. what did he do with our first parents? He deceived them. In fact, uh, what's so interesting is that he also wanted them to pretty much fight in the, fight in the same way that uh, that that uh, that uh, that he was fighting in heaven because he asked them to uh, disobey God 
And as a result, he's suggesting that by disobeying God, there will be like God. It's exactly. So interesting. And he casts doubt hmm, to Eve right. at yes, the tree, yes, the tree yes, of the yes. knowledge of good and evil, in the right. form of a serpent yes, or yes. a tranquilic, a ventriloquist, okay. I would like to suggest. Satan uh-huh. working through this serpent, a beautiful creature at the time. Hmm. And the serpent, Satan through the serpent says to Eve, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? In other words, he's asking a question. Did God really right. say you can't eat of every tree? Right. Hmm. Trying to raise doubt. On God's word. That's on quite God's interesting. Word. On mm, God's mm, word. Mm, mm, mm. That's quite interesting. And this is yeah. no doubt what he would have done in heaven yeah. with angels. Until yeah, finally, definitely. they all have free choice. Mm-hmm. Some of them chose to believe. Mm. And then ultimately, yeah. Satan was expelled yeah. from heaven, if you like. That, you know, that's, that's dangerous. We're going to come to a short break. It is dangerous, this, this idea of um, having doubt or casting doubt on, God in, yeah, on God's word. Because I can only imagine the angels there in heaven who've never heard of a lie all the sudden questions suggestions are coming in their minds and that's how we start you know wavering even ourselves today the moment we start uh, uh, questioning and uh, uh, god's word yeah, god's word that's right let's come to a break but friends keep in mind ephesians six twelve says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood flesh and blood i should say but against principalities against powers and against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual weakness uh, wickedness in high places. May God help us. Friend, stay with us. We are taking a short break uh, so we can actually digest what we just, le- what we just uh, learned and we'll be right back. Goodness is stronger than evil Love is stronger than hate Light is stronger than darkness Life is stronger than death Goodness is stronger than evil Love is stronger than hate Light is stronger than darkness Life is stronger than death Victory is ours, victory is ours Through Him who loved us Victory is ours, victory is ours Through Him who loved us is stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate, light is stronger than darkness, life is stronger than death, victory is ours, victory is ours, through him who loved us, victory is ours, victory is ours. Stronger than evil, love is stronger than hate. 
Welcome again. Thank you for tuning in to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Fabiano Nyunghuru and Pastor David here in the studio in South Australia on a beautiful day. Friends, wherever you are listening, we would like to hear from you. Uh, we haven't had much interactions today, but friends, the number is 04888. 80811. Let us know what your thoughts are on this issue of Satan. Uh, uh, do you believe he exists? And uh, how can we all overcome him? And what is your experience uh, um, with uh, with the redemptive power of Christ? Share anything uh, with us. That would be much appreciated. The number is 04888-80811. While we are still there, we have a free giveaway. And this is a uh, science magazine uh, that uh, you would want to have it is called The Great Controversy if you would like to get today's offer all you need to do is text the code word SA31 on the same number the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details so do send the code word SA31 and that is SA as in South Australia SA and the number 31 friends welcome again this is uh, the Draft time program, big Q&A. The theme for this week has been, if God is all loving and all powerful, why doesn't he fix the problem of pain? But today, in particular, we are answering the question, did God create Satan? We've looked at that and we've seen the background and the story. But to, but right now, I'd like to ask the question, uh, Pastor David, who has control? Who has control now? Well, really good question. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, they chose to sin, they were deceived, and that's the modus operandi of Satan, Mm. deception and lies. Jesus calls him the father of lies. But when Adam and Eve chose to sin, Mm -hmm. God had placed them and given them dominion over this planet to care for it. That's right. When they sinned, they essentially handed the dominion over to Satan. Amen. How do I know that? And Uh how do I know that this battle between good and evil exists? Right. If we go to the book of Job, and, and many Job. people believe it was the first book that was written, the account of Job, the ancient wise man from the east. Right. And right. in Job 1, um, 6, uh, Fabiano, I'm yes. wondering if you can read that for us, please. That's right. Job 1, 6, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Hmm. So here we have, uh, it would seem, some heavenly beings. Right. They're coming... Uh, to present themselves before God, hmm. they might be representatives of, of places. That's right. And then it says, and Satan, as you've read, also came among them. That's right. What's Satan yeah. doing there at this um, this exactly. council, if you like? Exactly. Now, interestingly, uh, we are told that when God uh, interviews him later on, uh, he says, hey, I, I came from going to and fro uh, from the earth. So in a sense, he's kind of coming here uh, almost as a representative of earth because because uh, he has kind of won the battle between, you know, when he uh, tempted Adam and Eve. But I'm assuming he's probably coming here to kind of, uh, uh, you, you know, when, uh, when you have uh, an enemy as such, yes. they, they try to play tricks and jokes. And so he's probably coming as well to present himself, to present uh, to, as a representative of the earth. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, look, I would agree with you. And that's mm. Job 1 7. Uh, yeah. God says, from where do you come? So Satan answered and the Lord said, from, he answered the Lord and mm. said, Satan said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking about on it. Right. So here he is almost challenging God. Yeah. Hey, this is my planet. 
Yeah, my, my territory. Own, mm. My territory. Mm. I own those people. Yeah, They've chosen yeah. me. And we know that Adam, uh, from Adam, every human being has fallen into sin, right? Mm. Which is uh, God is opposed to sin. Yes. And yes. we're slaves of sin. That's right. And we're slaves of the devil. Mm. And then there is this story where uh, God says to Satan, mm. he says, Have you considered my servant Job that there is no one like him on earth? He is blameless. He is upright. And he fears God and shuns evil. That's right. And um, just briefly, the story, uh, Satan says, well, he only serves you because you're a sugar daddy. You provide him with everything. If you take that away, he'll curse you. Mm, mm. And, of course, God allows him to um, take things away but not to touch his body. That's right. And that's good. Yeah, that's that's very good. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, for me, uh, as I think about the story of Job, uh, there are times where I've I've went through some – dark times but at the moment I reflect on that story uh, it's as if I get a clearer understanding of what's happening behind the scene you know in the spiritual realm absolutely you know it's, we see here in this story that uh, Satan says hey the only reason why Job is so loving so worshipping you know doing all these supposedly good things it's because you have provided uh, but then God says hey fine you can Take those things, but don't touch his life. And for me, that gives me this assurance that my life is in God's hand. Yes, Satan may, you know, I guess push these buttons, and and, and he can do that. Um, but God ultimately is in control. Mm. He is, and we need to remember that when yeah. tragedies come, and and know that God doesn't send those tragedies That's to right. us. That's right. He is not yeah. a God of evil. That's um, right. Every good gift comes from the Father of Lights. Yes. James yes. says. Mm. So here we have Satan saying. Job only serves you because of what you give him. In other yeah. words, you're a cruel person, but if you give someone enough good <laughs> gifts, they'll serve you, but not out of love. Mm. Again, he's casting doubt on the character of God. And so this great conflict uh, between good and evil, this great yeah. controversy, if you like, is really centers around the character of God. Uh, mm. Can he be trusted? Up in heaven, the angels in heaven, when he was That's Lucifer, right. on earth with yes. Adam and Eve, and ever since with every human being, God doesn't exist, or if he does, he's a fairy tale, he's a legend. You know, you can't trust God. Mm. And essentially, it's around God's character, and God's Ten Commandments are an expression of his character. And so ultimately, Satan attacks God's law. That's right. Because in God's law, it tells us we should only worship him. That's right. It tells us yeah. he's the creator. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to take us now, Fabiano, to mm. Matthew chapter 4. Yes. And in Matthew chapter 4, we have the encounter uh, after Jesus' baptism. He is driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 right. days. Right. Satan tempts him mm-hmm. at his weakest point. He hasn't eaten. Yes. And there are stones there, and Jesus was hungry. (laughs) Yes, yes. So that also tells us that this battle um, is one that impacts us when we're at our low points. Mm, That's right. And uh, Hebrews tells us that Jesus was tempted in all ways like us. He can sympathize with us. Yes. He's our brother, if you like. Mm -hmm. So in Matthew 4, there are three temptations that come to Jesus from Satan. Okay. What does Satan begin his... his, um, Temptation of Jesus with what words? Yes, if you are the Son of God. Yeah, which is similar to what he said to Adam and Eve. Did right. God really say? He's really mm, casting doubt. Mm, if mm. you are the Son of God. Yeah. Now it's interesting in Matthew chapter three, mm-hmm. um, Jesus has just been baptized, where yes. he hears the voice of God. Yes, 
You are my beloved son. Yes. Confirmation. You are mm, my beloved son. Yeah, you yeah. are God, but you came in human form to this earth. That's right. And you're my you're connected with me. Yes. Satan in the wilderness is tempting Jesus over his origins That's and right. who he really is. That's right. That's what he does with us. That's right. You're not mm. worthy. You're no use. You're you're nobody. That's right. Yeah. You belong yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Now mm-hmm. one of these temptations yes. is about worship. Mm-hmm. What's that one? Yes. Uh Trying to, trying to think here, yeah. but, but it's the one that says, um, worship me and, uh, and I'll give you yeah. all these kingdoms, everything that earth. you see. Yeah, yeah. This tells us what's at the heart of mm. Satan. That's right. He wanted to be like the most high, yes. Isaiah yes. 14. He wanted to be lifted up and exalted. That's right. That's right. He wants worship. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. worship should only be ascribed to the creator. That's right. Yeah. And I want to suggest that's why we have atheism. Mm. That's why we have evolution. Because people have forgotten who the creator is. And there is only yeah. one commandment that reminds us that God is our creator. That is the fourth commandment. Wonderful. So Satan says to the creator, mm. "Yeah, I'll give you all of this. If you bow down. If you bow down and worship me. That must be a powerful thing then, to worship. It must be a powerful thing. Absolutely. So again, Satan attacks us at our low points. Jesus Mm. responds by answering with Scripture. Now, Fabiano, time is uh, is running short. That's right. When we go to the last book of Scripture, well, first of all, the climax is at the cross. Mm -hmm. At -hmm. the cross, Jesus defeated Satan. At the cross, Satan is fully unmasked for who he is. Yes. God himself, the Son of God, is crucified. Mm. Satan is behind it. Mm-hmm. Satan's true character is finally revealed before the unfallen beings in the universe, the angels right. and humanity. Right. In Revelation, first two chapters of Scripture reveal a perfect world, first two chapters of Genesis. Yeah. The last two chapters of Revelation, the final book, reveal right. a perfect world. Amazing. The third chapter of Genesis mm-hmm. and the third last chapter of Revelation yes. reveal the entrance of sin in Genesis 3 mm. and in Revelation 20, the exit and departure and the end of sin. Wow, amazing. So Satan, yeah. we are told in chapter 20, and his angels mm-hmm. and every wicked person will ultimately be destroyed. There will be an end That's right. to That's suffering right. and an end to all of this. That is good. That is definitely good news. And thank you so much, uh, Pastor David. Um, yeah, now one, just a few final, uh, thoughts here for our listener. You know, we have heard of the great controversy or the great con- conflict, uh, between, uh, good and evil between Christ and Satan. Now you might be wondering, hey, uh, what are some practical applications that I can take from this, uh, from this study? Now we've already seen, uh, a few texts that highlights that Surely there is a spiritual warfare, but we can overcome. And so long as we take on the armor of God, we are told there in Ephesians chapter six, uh, verse uh, 10, that, um, and this is Paul encouraging us saying, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Friends, you can go and read Ephesians chapter 6, uh, starting from verse 10 all the way to verse 18. You'll be able to learn and understand uh, more about the armor of God. Uh, and let me just mention this. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world and that overcomes Satan. In, in fact, we are told in Ephesians 2 verse 8 that uh, we are saved by faith. It is by grace alone that you have been saved, not of your works, lest anyone should boast. Yes, if you read verse 10, we are we are saved by faith for good works, but it is our faith. It is faith that overcomes the world. And not only that, you may say, well, I've tried, I've wrestled, but hey, remember Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through whom? 
through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, dear friend, we have a Savior whom we can lean on. We have a Savior who is a conquering king. We have a Savior who has uh, overcome the world. We have a Savior, the Creator, the mighty uh, God and our Father and our, our, our friend. Friend, I would like to say that uh, have no fear so long as you have Jesus on your side. Look, look. I, I wish I had we had more time, but I look forward to uh, seeing you online and chatting with you. And um, you know, once again, I'll, let me just leave you with these final thoughts from John fourteen twenty seven. These are the words of Jesus. I'm leaving you with this gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. So dear friend, have faith in Jesus. Have faith in God for he cares for you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a life for a look at the Savior And life more abundant and free Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strange within In the light of His glory Father in heaven, thank you for the gift of Jesus. I pray that anyone listening to this radio program that they will give their love to Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Lead us and guide us. We accept Jesus. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And Father, I pray for that soul who is listening that they will give their love to Jesus while it is still today. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our salvation, thank you for leading and guiding in this radio program. Father, we are ever thankful of your love and your mercy. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory in the light.